I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Millennial Divide, a podcast about navigating the millennial decade. We are three sisters. We're all in the room today. Again, Exciting times. Oh my gosh, too far. Well, we'll see. We're really going to try. There's a few babies who are having other thoughts, but we're, go- we're going to give it a crack. Um, babies, so demanding. I know, already. they really are. They are really, yeah, <laughs> asserting their weight. <laughs> So I'm Amy. I'm up the top end. I'm definitely not saying age anymore. I've decided. Aren't you? No. I'm in the millennial generation. Well, I'm at the very top to? end of it. I'm saying it. 37. Huh. <laughs> You're such a shit. I'm Ellen. I'm 33. I'm happy to say my age. Okay. Dimity, 27. Out and proud. <laughs> but with age, <laughs> not sexuality. Oh, my God. Though that's have you got any questions not, to start us off week. today? I'll, no? I'll be quiet for okay. a little bit, promise. I did have a real think about my belly button throughout the week, though. You got me, me too. I, I think am. it's prompted a lot of people to yeah. examine their belly button. There's been me some conversation. Too. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome, everybody. I, I thoroughly cleaned it. Everyone will be happy to know. Oh, that smell's gone good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the smell I've had my entire life. Yeah, it's great, Dimmer. Hygiene. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. We're all getting something out of this podcast. We really we? are, including... A lovely listener. Yay! Who, so we'll cover lots of things today, but before we begin, Elle. We have a we, clarification. We have an apology as well. And an apology. It's probably from me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was the only one who said it. Well, it, we got a lo- the loveliest um, clarification email from one of our listeners, from Ashley, and if you ever need to correct someone, please do it like Ashley did. It was so sweet. She just said, just to let you know, guys, she wanted to let us know that um, she grew up in Utah and most of her extended family are Mormon and she was a Mormon. And she wanted to just clarify that in our discussion last week, one, yes, Mormon are not Amish. Yeah, that so was we got my that one. confusion. Yes. Yep. Two, Mormon are not polygamous. So we're very sorry mm. if, that was you know, confused. that's where we got confused because obviously, well, there must be some Mormon in Australia, but it's not such as, as big a thing as in America. And she wanted to let us know that it was part of the church when it was first founded. Polygamy. Polygamy was, yep. was part of the church. And although there are polygamists around Utah, they're not members of the mainstream Mormon church now. So I then decided, I thought, well, this sounds really fascinating. I'm going to do a little bit of research. And there's actually a really, really good um, The Conversation article about it. And I love The Conversation because it's always um, by academics and very well researched. And they outline that the mainstream Mormon church has 15 million members worldwide and they rejected polygamy in the 1890s. And well, that's, that's quite a while. Quite a while ago. We've got our our podcast was yes. recorded, obviously, yeah. in 1876. Yeah. So yeah. We're, a little and bit, we're not to be blamed. No. Really, yeah. And the difficulty that it comes from is the Netflix show that we were talking about, Three Wives, that One Husband. That would be causing them grief. Yes, mm. it is because they're actually fundamentalist Mormons. Oh. So they're quite separate from the mainstream Mormon church. They've kind of got their own little offshoot. 
So, um, yes, we're sorry, Ashley. Very and sorry. thank you so much for your lovely correction. Thank we you. take all of that on board and we've all learnt something, hopefully. Is Carl Stefanovic still not a Mormon? Still not a Mormon, probably not an army sheath. Still an arsehole. <laughs> Up to interpretation. <laughs> okay, so today. Thank you, Ashley. Right, thank you, Ashley. That was lovely. And thank you for your kind note. We really did appreciate it and felt a little bit bad. And then also really encouraged that you were listening and <laughs> talked to us. So thank you. So today we're going to talk about finances for women. Now, Dim, I've got, I always have random stuff written for Dim's topics. <laughs> Last, be guessing. Last yeah. week, this is what got the correction because it was just Amish. And this week, it's letter to money. So who knows what Dim's going to say. We'll see. Um, current affairs, we're going to talk about the big stoush between our uh, illustrious Prime Minister, nee. Scott Morrison, and Pammy Anderson. Can Ooh. you? Could you have ever picked I never those thought. two? I never would thought ever yeah. be in the stout. It in the is same sentence even. It's uh, I bet shocking. Scott Morrison's thrilled about it. But anyway, poor Pamela Anderson. So we're going to talk recommendations and the current season of House of Cards. Producer Claire's got a question, so that'll be interesting. Keen to hear about that. Then we're not going to have a rant, although it could turn into a rant because we're going to talk Christmas <laughs> and it's a bit of a bonus Christmas edition and we're talking all things family KK, Chris Kringle. And finally, Dim's going to have a mantra. So <laughs> oh, I might need a mantra to get through the, this you mantra. you kind. You'll like this one, I think. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how promises, it goes. Promises, promises. Hey, you guys, look how highbrow we are this week. We're talking finances and politics. House of cards. Work yeah. up last week. Well done, I know we have lifted. Yeah, last week was a bit low. Okay, so over to you, Dim. Finances for women slash letter to money. So this came about because I have gone a deep, deep, deep into podcast world to the point where I cannot. I find it difficult to start a sentence without. I heard on this podcast, and it's. I'm a huge wanker, which is fine. I've accepted who I am now. That's fine. So this came from a podcast I was listening to called Wild Ideas Worth Living and they, uh, in this podcast series, they interview different people who have a wild idea that's worth living and it can be lots of different things. It's lots of adventure kind of focused people but also people who have started businesses and lots of different things. So one of the guests on this show was someone called Jen Sincero, Sincero, Sincero. And she wrote a book called, she's written a couple, but the one that they were talking about was You Are a Badass at Making Money. I was really into this because I would like to learn how to make money. Which You'd is like really, to be a badass I w- making money. I'm already a badass, so no, yeah. that's already tick. That's fine. Um, but money in particular, not You as, would like the more of it. I would kind. love some of the monies. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, it's, you can always get more, I suppose. And especially, I suppose, with, this is relevant to me and to everybody, but to me as a young female who previously hasn't really taken any responsibility for making money and good financial decisions for myself and my future. So this podcast suggested that one of the things you should do is write a letter to your money. So you have to write a letter mm-hmm. as if you're writing to money. Okay. And I was like, that is so fucking lame. Yeah. I'm not doing it. It's That's like so lame. It's like talking into the mirror and saying, I wish for a car. Yes. I wish for it a sounds car. like the secret. Yes. Yeah. I was like, That's so lame. But I'm But what you if did, I did it. it? 
Just like, Did you say, oh, can you please grow on the tree at the back? <laughs> just, just come into my lap, please. <laughs> so it went a little something like this. Okay. Dear money. It actually sounds, I should preface this right now, it does sound familiar to what I might have written to an ex-boyfriend. So <laughs> this, yeah. Anyway. Dear money, I want more of you, but I'm worried if I try, I'll lose you. I suppose I've always just thought you'll come at some point, but I think I think I have to work a little more at getting you. <laughs> I, I don't think I fully understand you. Sincerely, Dimity. <laughs> What's that meant to get you? That's the dumbest thing I've ever... You know why this woman has written... She's probably made so much money off the fact of getting people to write bullshit stories to money. Okay. from it, Dimitri? So what happened after this, you might be Did wondering. Did you get lots of the money? Yes. I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. But what I did do is consolidate my super. <laughs> No, I did. I made a lot of good changes. And the reason was is because the whole thing that I realised out of writing this fictional letter to my money was that I was, I'm really scared of money because I don't get it because mm. I feel I don't understand it. And my why I haven't made any changes, although I've been like, oh, I really should think about this and my future. I've just been like, oh, too hard, don't get it. Somebody else knows more than me and they'll probably just tell me at some point. So I don't need to worry about it yet. Mm. And that is not true, actually. Mm. I can... The way to overcome this is to literally just learn more about yeah, money. Put in the effort. Exactly. Mm. And since then, I have. I've learned more about index funds, about my superannuation, where my money is going from my superannuation, why it's important, how much I'm getting charged, you know, through having mm. the fees that my super has. You know, why all of these things are actually really important. And I have started to make some really good changes. So, yeah, you're all laughing. No, I, I was laughing at the letter, but yeah, the, the letter, intent yeah. I like. Okay. Yeah. Did the and letter, did you get a response? Did um, money write back? I'm waiting yeah. and it's similar to my ex-boyfriend, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, never wrote it. Um, but if you guys were to write a letter to your, to your money, what mm. would you say? I was thinking about this because I heard your letter one last week and I was thinking what would mine be? Mine has changed. That used to be mine and now it would be more, a little bit scared about it but I feel much more in control and I know how to hopefully get some more. I feel that I know where it is at all points and I think for me it was the education that um, – one, my husband's very good with money and he really likes to get educated and then, you know, we talk about it a lot quite openly. Um, also, I think buying a house you have to kind of be, a, I felt I had to be across that kind of stuff. Um, and then also super, I've got a very complicated <laughs> super. So I've had to kind of learn, okay, well, what's the benefits of this one and that one and which one do I want? So all of that has kind of made me feel a lot more secure. But, yeah, it's still... There's still lots that I would like to know about it to be much more in control. And actually I was listening today to The Pineapple Project, mm. which Claire Hooper does, yeah. um, the comedian, and it's fabulous. It's financial advice but also a bit funny and they have Juicy Bites, which is like how to invest. And there was one about superannuation and how little women get at mm. the end. So I've, I'm just realising now that I'm out of the workforce, well, I'm I'm part-time, that my super's going to be way less. So I've got to think about that and mm. put more in and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's my letter has changed actually, I found. Yeah, I, I think um, it's so good that 
these discussions are ha- being had by women now mm. um, because I think historically men have been really good at chatting mm. about this and they often share a lot of knowledge and my experience is that, that women don't mm. and um, it often is still left to the guys to, to figure it out and I guess it just puts women in such a vulnerable position because you never know what's going to happen or where your life is going to turn or and you need to be able to understand your finances and make sure that you've got enough cash. I mean the greatest poverty group increases in women over 50 so mm. uh, and that's because of the super issue and not having finances in order. So I, I think it's really good. I think it's commendable, Dim. I Definitely wasn't thinking about it at 27, so I think it's good that you No, are. I wasn't either. I think it's really impressive that yeah. you are. I mean, I'd probably get a better letter. That's my kind of... That was deep. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you, I mean, don't you know I used to be a writer? <laughs> <laughs> That's so, why I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So let us know how it goes. Yeah. Give us updated. Follow it with all um, the money. I'll yep. throw you a couple of bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks, Good yeah. one. When We'd I like get that. the money, not yet. Oh, okay. You need yeah, the money Right now I've got to be stingy, Okay. Actually. I think you need to write a tougher letter to money. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your foot down. <laughs> okay. So in other news this week, our Prime Minister has had a fight with Pamela Anderson, which is just the most yeah. bizarre thing to even describe. But nothing is bizarre in this world of politics anymore. And Scott Morrison, yep. swinging. Yeah. Well, he's not actually swinging. He's not. Pamela Anderson's swinging. She's swinging. She is. Great. So this started because Pamela Anderson has been a strong support of Julian Assange, the WikiLeaks founder, which in and of itself is an it, interesting it's relationship. unusual, yep. Not They're not together. They're just, you know, supporting mm. each other. And he's... Julian Assange is currently in the Ecuadorian embassy in London and initially he went there because he was facing questions about sexual assault allegations which have since been dropped but apparently he's now under investigation by US law enforcement for releasing documents and all that through the election. So he's in a bit of trouble. She on our The Australian 60 Minutes uh, earlier this month called for the Australian government to help Assange return to Australia and to really put their support and that they, you know, should... Um, try to get him back here. And then our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, went on Hot Tomato FM, so that should mm-hmm. tell you the demographic. All the big news hits. And when asked if he would support Ms Anderson's calls for the Australian government to help Julian Assange, he said, well, no, I've had plenty of mates who have asked me if they can be my special envoy to sort the issue out with Pamela Anderson. Nice. You know, he's a guy's guy. He's just one of the blokes. But I love Pamela Anderson's response. She responded in a letter and she said, you've trivialised and laughed about the suffering of an Australian and his family. You followed it with smutty, unnecessary comments about a woman voicing her political opinion. Rather than making lewd suggestions about me, perhaps you should instead think about what you're going to say to millions of Australians when one of their own is marched in an orange jumpsuit to Guantanamo Bay for publishing the truth. So she's gone high, like we are this week. (laughs) And there's been a lot of discussion about Scott Morrison's comments and whether they were appropriate, inappropriate, anti-feminist. So what's your take (laughs) on it, ladies? (laughs) I mean, yeah, initially I kind of went over my head and I I was like, well, this is Scott Morrison being a bit of a douche and trying to win some points and just being a bit of a bloke. And then... Boys will be boys. Yeah, a bit. I did did kind of boys will be boys a little bit. And 
But then I read, um, I thought about it and I heard a lot more controversy and Lisa Wilkinson did a great yes. piece on the project and she wrote a follow-up piece um, and she said this one particular comment which was that for many women, when we hear these sorts of dismissive, harmless comments suggesting our ideas shouldn't be taken seriously, mixed in with implied sexual innuendo, it's not just your words we are hearing, Prime Minister. What we hear is every time we've ever been belittled simply because we are a woman. And I think that's it. Mm. Yeah. That's the that's the reason everyone's pissed. And mm. because once she did a show where she wore a bikini... Now it's okay to dismiss everything that comes out of her mouth. And she's actually such – she is a badass. I said yeah, she's I was, a she, badass yeah, activist. Is, she she is. is. I went on her um, website and she – not she's obviously a part of this Free Assange mm. um, charity and, and this movement, but she's also part of Peter, as, as we know. She's very active, um, active with Peter and 28 other organisations. Wow. She's a huge activist. She looks at climate change. She looks at women's sexual rights. She looks at child prostitution. Like the, mm. the range of areas that she looked at was just incredible. And you're right, because she was on this show, how many decades ago did, that, it mm. would, did her stint end? She now doesn't get to have a voice. Mm. Yes, yeah. and, I, and I guess in some respects I'm a bit torn because equally I find it quite... Um, frustrating when celebrities get airplay for yeah. opinions that they have no basis in. So, for mm. example, um, just because George Clooney thinks something, does that make it politically topical? Mm. You know, does it mean that we should listen? But or people more do. weight. Yeah, Add and, more weight and, and to it. naturally it does. Mm. But at the same time, you say, well, she's got a profile mm. and she's using it to advocate for a cause. So, that's and whether a good you thing. agree with that cause or not, she deserves. To be heard. Respect. Respected. Yeah. And you might not agree with whether that should happen to Julia Assange and whether he should be released or he should be accepted back. But regardless, to talk down to her with those comments. Yeah, it's so patronising. Totally dis- so patronising and totally dismissive. He could have said, look, you are um, not an expert in this case. You are not an Australian mm. national. Yep. And thank you, but we're not interested yep. in your feedback. But instead yep. he chose to just go low. Yeah, go belittle. And that's the other comment that um, Lisa Wilkinson said in her article. She said, we remember every time we've asked personally or professionally to be taken seriously and instead been told not to worry our pretty little heads. Mm. And I think that is absolutely true. And it is, it it does happen. Well, Mm. this is, I mean, going back to what we previously were just talking about with finances, this is, that's a huge part of that area where we're we're historically told, you know, this isn't our responsibility. This isn't our world. We're not part of that discussion. So we haven't been. Mm. And now this is changing. And Scott Morrison, sit the fuck up. Like, Mm. listen, Mm. you know, you can't be... You just can't get away with that anymore. And, yeah, good. Good on you, Pam. Go, Pammy. Yeah, we're on board. We're hashtag Team Pammy. I'm not sure about Julian Assange. But anyway, that's a different topic. Okay, so recommendation this week is House of Cards. We may be a little bit late to the play not on this Not the one. new season. Not to the new season. So a bit of context, House of Cards for anyone who's been living under a rock has been on since 2013. So... Get on board. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, there's lots to catch up on. Yeah. Um, it's currently into its sixth season. It has starred Kevin Spacey for all of the other seasons, um, playing the main role that has had multiple roles in politics, in US in the US politics, and also Robin Wright, who is his conniving wife. Mm-hmm. 
And it was due to come back for season six this year, again starring Kevin Spacey, until BuzzFeed. <laughs> we talk about the big big news. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting what's, yeah. what's changed over the years. But mm. BuzzFeed broke mm. the story of Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Was, uh, is an actor and has accused Kevin Spacey of inappropriate behaviour back when he was a young and I think he was only about 14 yeah, or 15. 14. Um, I quite like Anthony Rapp because he was a star of Rent. There's oh. a little 90s throwback for you. If anyone rem- remembers the musical Rent, he was lead character in that. Which one? He was um, Mark. <laughs> yeah, he was Mark. Oh. Yeah. Could only be. I don't know, but could only Mark be. Mark Cohen. Yeah. yeah, he was Mark Cohen. Oh. I'm going to double check that. <laughs> 500, I'll just sing. 25,600 minutes. 500, Ellen, join in. 25,000. So deep. Yes. <laughs> That's it. And it was. It was Mark Cohen, yeah. Anthony Rapp. There you go. Anyway, little bit of trivia for you. Um, might want to get that one out. Um, so Kevin Spacey had a bit of an oopsie and then it led to a very, very, very big oopsie where basically it snowballed and he became investigated under sexual assault of numerous young guys. Quite, that's more than an oopsie. That's, yeah, that's, it was a pretty big like, oh, it's, you're yeah, no, a it's serial like pest. Assault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So and Scotland Yard started investigating it, and it, it, it yeah, like an oopsie is when like Ellen's daughter vomited on your carpet. Like yeah. that's I, I that, just don't want to put those in the same carpet. <laughs> it had been installed for two days. Oopsie, <laughs> that is an we apologised and cleaned it up. Um, yes, it was fine. No, you are quite correct, Dim. Not an oopsie, a really big predator. Mm. So after about a month of increasing attention, uh, it was announced that. Kevin Spacey would no longer be on returning to the new season of House of Cards. So we've got Robin Wright, who has stepped up to be president this season, and it has relaunched on Netflix. We started watching it. What's What are the thoughts? Firstly, I love Robin Wright, and I always have. We've watched all the seasons of House of Cards, so I think she is just amazing and such a subtle performer. She just does things with the flick of an eye and, you know, all that. So I was really excited to kind of see where this was going. Um, I've watched the first one or two episodes and I like it so far because I also like that Diane Lane and Greg Kinnear is in it because I love both of them and they've got some really interesting characters that you can kind of see in the political landscape. They're a brother and a sister duo. Um, I was reading an article about it and it is something I was sitting there going, what? what's getting to me about this? Why isn't it quite hitting home yet? And it was talking about the dynamic between Frank Underwood and Claire Underwood and so Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright and how they play off each other and it creates this kind of frisson, this energy, and she's got no one to play off. And I think that's where it's falling at the moment a little bit flat for me, really unfortunately because I love it and I think she's brilliant and I think the writing's really clever and all of that. So I'll be, I'll keep watching because I really like it. But yeah, I am. I am aware that there is a space. Unfortunately, that you know, space is left a space. It was too easy. It was too easy. 
I missed it. Oh, Elle, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't watched it until this season um, and you guys wanted to do it as a recommendation. I thought, you know, I'll give it a go. So Jump right into yeah, season and, six. <laughs> exactly right. And thankfully I had the recap of season five, which very... I thought you were going to say, and thank, thankfully we didn't have to do episode three of The Bold Type. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is true. God, if you would want something that's just... Anyway, the we total opposite of House of Cards. Yeah. So yeah, I watched the season um, five recap and then um, got locked out of Netflix. So I didn't watch it. But what I did was I went to Twitter and I pretty much got everything I need to know. So I'm just going to read oh, that's out. That's the best way to understand any issue. I Twitter. So. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to read out some tweets. Really kind and um, collaborative. Yes. Yeah. Lots of and thankfully the hashtag hashtag House of Cards really just like there's just just keeps on going and going. So I've got some. I'll just read them out. So episode episode five was fun. It felt like a season two kind of episode. That's an in-joke. I didn't uh, get it because I haven't uh, watched either of them. Uh, but anyway. Okay. Kevin Spacey might be a terrible person, but hashtag House of Cards sure is shite without him. Next one. Mm. Best show ever. Quite divided, really. Mm. <clears throat> totally disappointed, hashtag House of Cards. New season is just Boring in capitals. Oh. Watched episode one. Not going to watch anymore. I know this is controversial, but I miss the actor Kevin Spacey. Mm. And actually most were in that vein. Yeah, see, I don't miss him. I just think the character is very strong mm. and it, it does. It's like Roseanne now, you yeah. know. Is it going to be the same? And while I totally agree with why they have gotten rid of both of those people and I think good on the networks because I think that shows real commitment and fantastic positive work, it does impact on the storyline and they do have to rework things. So I think it does make it really, really difficult for them. I agree. I love Robin Wright playing Claire Underwood and I've always enjoyed the series. <clears throat> I actually enjoyed it when it was a BBC series. Oh, you're so high So there you go. Oh, if you so want to really fun. be a House oh of Cards um, aficionado, go back and watch the BBC version. But what I'm frustrated about is that because he's had to leave in such uh, in f- such a fast turnaround, they haven't actually addressed why he's kind of left. They just killed him off basically mm. um, without much explanation. But he's become such a dominant figure that she's not actually getting on with the process of no. governing because no. she's so caught up in all of his stuff. Yeah. And it's like here's an opportunity to have a female president. We can't have one in real life, mm. so but we've got one in fiction. Give her something. Give her some plot lines that are really strong. maybe that's strong. coming. It could be, but it's I've watched the first two. Oh, okay. Um, and, and it's only it's, eight. Yeah, so there you go. Do you know what I did do because I couldn't watch it? I went over to Stan and watched The Christmas Cure. It's about a doctor returns home for Christmas to find that her father has decided to retire from his practice. After reuniting with her high school sweetheart, she wonders if she should stay and take over her father's practice. It was top-notch. So Awesome, Dimmer. Yeah. On that note, (laughs) we're going to finish. So thank you. I recommend it. Okay. Thanks. I just wanted to be involved. I haven't got much of a segment. Well, that's okay because that's a good segue. Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, that's why you did it, wasn't it? That was my whole reason. It's not just because I wanted to talk and about it. And we hear all the Mariahs playing everywhere at the moment. It has started, hasn't it? One of my friends at work, she has, shout out to Cell, she does listen. Um, she has changed her ringtone oh, already. She needs to talk Sell. to my husband. Yeah, I would get along. Yeah. Very well. She's like, ring it, ring it. You're. Love it. Never too early. Nah. Unless it's October. 
Yes, that's true. Yeah, we are clearly in November. Yeah, we're clearly in. Okay, so Dim, talk us through. So this one's a personal one. I know it was just labelled family KK, so I I, I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried too. As, there's been a WhatsApp. Well, we are your your family, I know. I <laughs> and know. again, it's a bit like the Amish. It's like one line. <laughs> How is this like the Amish? Well, you Amy? just give us nothing more, and so we have to just run with whatever your random I thought know. you've got. Okay, this one, I've got beef. Oh. Okay. I is think this I know the, what is this the forum? Okay, yeah, okay. It is. I'm going to bring this up right here, right now. Okay. So for our family Christmas, there are a lot of us, including kids, and there's just like heaps and heaps of people. So what we decided to do a couple of years ago was to disrupt the system, and for all of the kids, not the parents, because we <laughs> still wanted presents. From we them. did offer. Yeah, we did this year. We did, <laughs> but we decided to have a family Kriss Kringle. Great, great idea. Hmm. Really financially savvy. What happened was it got boycotted by some, I'm going to say Grinches, I will, who said, this is my Christmas wish list and these are the three things that I want for Christmas. That is not the point of the Christmas. No, no, don't, no, don't interrupt because, no, because if you were doing it that way, just buy it yourself. That's, you just, that's not Christmas. Oh, yeah. Amy's no, on board. No, boycotted. This I'm is the way it's you, always Ellen. been done. No, I'm I, saying that's not Christmas to buy your own gifts. I'm totally oh, on board with telling people what gifts no, to buy you. I am also too. And I knew that this was coming because we've had it on our family WhatsApp and you have been in the same camp as my husband. Very vocal. And very vocal, both of you. And I spoke to him today and said, I think this is what Dimitri's <laughs> going to talk about. What's your opinion? And he had a lovely philosophical discussion about what KK is about and it's about spending time thinking about a present for somebody and if you get a list and you're not having to think and it's about choosing the exact right present and making sure that, you know, it's right for them. And I said, but what if you don't know them as well? He's like, well, no, then you've got to find the source and you've got to... Uh, too yeah. much work. But no. then then he left me with, he finished with, and if you do a wish list, you're a jerk. Yeah. Agreed. And I said, I love wish lists. He's like, well, then you're a jerk. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, can I quote you? So he, I got permission to get quoted. So yeah, I, I like wish lists. I think it gives direction. It is so against the spirit I am of very time poor. I want the list. Give me the list. Buy yourself the present. Buy no, yourself it's the not present. for me. It's for the other people because it's like, ugh. And then you just end up with crap, more crap. We don't need more crap. It's no. thoughtful. I'm thinking of you. Do you know what I'm going to do? Bad luck to whoever gets me as their yeah. KK. I'm going off You're list. You're going to write a letter. <laughs> that would I'm be going so meaningful. To, I'm, if I get you, I'm just yeah. I'm going to think of something, yeah. but you're not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be thoughtful, but not in a Ellen, good way. Ellen, that's the meanest thing I've ever heard. I you know say. that's really that's I very love un- Ellen. You don't have to be specific like this exact dress. You can just say, "I would love a new dress." And I would love it for this budget and go for your life. I understand that you know me and you know what kind of dress I'd like, but that is what's missing missing from my wardrobe. We all know Amy is not doing that. She is giving you a link to the (laughs) actual dress that she wants in the size and the colour. That's not how it's working. We all know that. Well, was it just That's Ellen? That's true. I love that. Yeah. Hopefully (laughs) Ellen gets me and then we'll be fine. Dad, if you're listening and you're organising it, Amy wants me and I want her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, let... Dim and Dan can have each other with no lists. We'll truly embrace the spirit of Christmas once and for all. (laughs) 
Right, I'm glad you aired that on Yeah, uh, thanks. Podcast. Thanks for just getting the family yeah. dirty laundry. Dirty laundry. You're all out. We're all out, peeps. Just we'll wait just wait for the Christmas special. <laughs> we will tell you how it goes. Put alcohol into that mix. Oh. <laughs> Woo! All right. Question. This is a goodie. It actually came out last week. And we didn't have time. But we thought it's so good we're gonna bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> Tons. Producer Claire, tell us your question. Hello, everybody. <laughs> oh, God. I'm still panicking about it, guys. I don't know who I am anymore. My question is about what to put on myself because <laughs> everywhere I look, normally I Google things. I thought I'd got it sorted. Dimity had a great suggestion about putting in a French wardrobe and just Googling that. But then I Google and everywhere it's 90s. It's all 90s. It's all like wide pants and high things yeah. and big jackets and, and chokers. W- chokers. I saw a girl wearing a scrunchie. Oh, at the gym. oh yeah, scrunchies are back apparently. They're back mm. in like a massive way. So, what am I supposed to put on myself? Please explain. I bought Birkenstocks this week and now I'm panicking. I think what you need to do is move to Tasmania, find the Amish, and never have to worry <laughs> about this ever again in your life. If any Amish people are listening and that is not a correct statement to make, please email him because I'd be fascinated. But I'm pretty certain that's where you're safe. I'm not the person to ask at the moment because I am wearing the comfiest clothes I can and there's a lot of trackies and stretchy tops happening in the later stage of pregnancy. So I actually didn't realise that the 90s were so far back that we had to get involved now. I knew that high school kids were into the 90s because I look at them and go, oh, my God, I think I had that. Um, But I didn't realise it had creeped up the generations and we are now expected to go 90s. I think we are. I think we are, Ellen. When I emerge from maternity, I'm going to. It's a whole new world. I don't know what you would wear as maternity like a time wear in the nineties. It really is. A I'm moon seeing moon? like patterns yeah. from Sports Girl. Yeah, from yeah. Like, it's totally. So I've seen those patterns too. Yeah. I'm with you, Claire, because I actually started googling Birkenstocks this week, <laughs> and I'm like, I I can't believe I'm doing this because I'm actually on air saying I'm not buying I'm not buying Birkenstocks, and now I'm googling them, <laughs> and. I had a bloody pair in 2002. <laughs> I remember I used to borrow them. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. They were good back then. <laughs> I, I used to wear them with my Sassanbar jeans and my Birkenstocks <laughs> and my little cook guy top. That is exactly what I'm wearing at the moment. Look, I've got them on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just want to say what's finally picked Ellen with my Birkenstock rent. What's wrong with the <sighs> 90s? No, well, look. I grew up in the 90s Mm. and there was a lot to love. I mean, I loved a choker in the 90s and I loved Friends. That's my reference. Mm. Drew Barrymore. Peak Drew Barrymore. Yes. I just don't think it's a very flattering. No, that's my issue with generation. Yes. Yes. It's very cropped and. It's a no for me, Claire. I think the French one is better. I reckon you need a French capsule wardrobe. Yeah. I like okay. Damien's capsule suggestion. Yeah, just, really good jacket. Oh, good yeah. Parents. I'd go investment pieces, mm-hmm. a couple of really good jackets, a couple of really good tops, great jeans, and I might go a Berkey, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon you could do it. But I'd also pull mix out some up. mix it out a bit. Okay. bit. No, nah, go full 90s. Embrace <laughs> it, Claire. Go against the system. <laughs> do it. Okay. okay. Okay, but whatever you do, you're going to have to start instering it yeah. and we're going to oh, post it. Yeah. <laughs> 
it. No, yeah. you've got to. You have to, Claire. Come on. You can't. The people want to see it. Come yeah, the people on, guys, do. I'm so bad. I've always traditionally been so bad at fashion. I am so bad at it. I was bad at it in the 90s and now the 90s are back and I'm even worse at it. Doesn't your sister work in fashion? Correct. She's like the most beautiful person in the whole world. Like she was wearing sports gear like 10 years ago when everyone was like, why are you wearing runners? And then we are all wearing sports gear and she's already been through the 90s and now she's wearing What's like, she doing now? Follow yeah. what she's doing next. Oh, it's probably some like Japanese minimal chic oh, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah I don't cool. know. That, very that's cool. hard to pull off. Yeah, yeah that's down yeah. to the supermarket. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go for that Pushing part. your pram. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I'll, okay, I'm going to insta it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we will it. we will gleefully watch this <laughs> yes. and and help you and, and help critique. You. Oh yeah, no, critique. Okay. Is don't that worry. part of it? Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I feel like this is more for comedy value than no, for anything else. I feel like we're genuine. <laughs> we're laughing with you. <laughs> no, I do feel like you can't go full nineties. It's not going to okay. help you. No scrunchies. No, no. I'm saying no to scrunchies. Unless no. you're washing your face. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I might just put one on just for you, Amy. <laughs> just for the gram. Yeah, yeah. The gram will love it. <laughs> All right, Claire. I hope we've helped. So, I don't know if I want to introduce this or not. Well, the last time, Dimmy did a mantra, it was really shit. I've thought about it this time, Amy. Okay. Oh, well, then that changes actually, everything. Maybe I will change my mantra because it was actually a really nice one and now I'm not sure if I want to. Was it Amy it. is awesome? No. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. No, I don't know if I want to. All right, well, you have a think about it. Well, I still do it because I don't have anything else <laughs> and the last time I didn't give myself warning, it wasn't great. <laughs> it was and this is genuine. Like I took a screenshot. Oh, I'm embarrassed now because you guys are so mean to me. <laughs> I'm not. We both are mean. Christmas no, wish list. No, I'm. <laughs> Christmas wish list. I'm excited that you did a screen grab and you've thought about it. I've thought about it. Yeah. What I'm embarrassed. <laughs> what I really have been thinking about in the last week is like how great family is, and I've been like. <laughs> segment telling us we all crap. But I love you guys. Oh, okay. I love you guys. And so my – and I've – and, you know, I've spent a bit of time with each of you in the last week and doing babysitting and stuff like that. And then I was like, you know, my family are really meaningful to me. And it, that can be generalised to lots of different people, friends as well. I, you know, different friends might count as family. But my quote is, it's by Manti Teo, who is actually an American um, football player, <laughs> very interested in his family. Okay. And he said – as long as my family's okay, I'll be fine. Oh, well, is, I do like that, that is one. Nice, it's Dima. nice, right? But I, I right, really scrolled yourself. and I went deep trying to look for family quotes and they're not good. <laughs> but this one I like because it was quite simple and also I was like, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, yes. that's really nice. No, sorry, whatever. Sorry, Dimmer. <laughs> whatever. You've, you've redeemed yourself. You've redeemed. Well, do you know that kind of fits in line with something that mum has said, which is, and I'm sure a lot of mothers have said this, you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. Mm. So it's a bit true. It's hard when you've got four. Yeah, she's because there's a lot of variables. Chronic, always unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a lot of, yeah. a lot of ups drama. and downs. <laughs> she's like, I remember saying, her saying to me once, you know, people talk about the the toddler years and the teen years being the most difficult. I found the 30s the most difficult. <laughs> she said that to me. Yeah, she I'm said like, that to oh. me as well. <laughs> She's trying to tell us something, you guys. <laughs> I'm like, Sorry, Mum. Sorry, Mum. Yeah, we love anyway, you. Yeah, we do love you. <laughs> okay. 
We all done? Yes. All right. So this has been the Millennial Divide. If you've liked what you've heard, subscribe in iTunes or if you get your podcast, leave us a review. We just love reading them. Um, hearing your comments through Facey, talking to you on Insta. Keep coming because it's really great. We get all sorts of good ideas. And Ashley, keep telling us about the uh, the Mormons. It's so fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. We loved it. So thank you so much. And don't forget to follow us on all the socials at The Millennial Divide. And um, we will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 